Aloha, everyone. Thank you for joining me on ThinkTech Hawaii. I am Shonda Park, your host for Money Talks. In celebration of Women's History Month, I have Rianne Ishavez back on the show to talk about women and wealth. Welcome back, Rianne. Hi, Shonda. Thank you so much for having me again. Always good to be here. <laughs> Yes, always good to have you. I'm always so happy when you are on the show as a guest and just, you know, you're the wealth of knowledge that you have. So thank you for being back on to share. And we're going to talk about some specific challenges um, that women financially have. And you're going to share some solutions as well, correct? Yes, that's right. I really love this topic, especially, you know, um, as two women discussing, you know, with each other, I think we um, definitely can relate to the information. Yes, definitely. So let's start off with the first slide and talk about some of the financial challenges. Sure. So last time, Shonda, you and I discussed very briefly about, you know, women are unpaid caregivers. So today I wanted to dive deeper into that. And so when we talk about women being unpaid caregivers, you know, we talked about some examples of childbirth, right? We um, Women tend to take a lot of time off for uh, childbirth, sometimes to take care of their parents or other family relatives, and sometimes even to take care of their spouses. And so when you see the slide here, it talks about you know, um, lower income or loss income and employer benefits. Last time I gave a statistic on, you know, exactly how much wages are lost, which is about, you know, just in total, $522 billion in unpaid caregiving are lost every single year. But, you know, um, 75% of that are women. And so, you know, we see that this as a huge challenge for women when it comes to financial planning, because um, it can really impact them in the long term and also because they're you know because of the lost income a lot of times it's also associated with lost employer benefits uh, retirement benefits possibly even lower social security benefits and yeah, so the whole yeah, package it's a yeah it's a big deal and you know sometimes um of course child birth is a, a wonderful time however we, the reason why we want to have this discussion is because we want women to uh, be aware that, you know, um, there's some extra planning that we have to do and take into consideration when we're taking a few years off of work. Mm -hmm. You know, so not only are we facing those challenges of lost wages and benefits, but a lot of times when we go back to work, we're still looking for um like flexible schedules. And sometimes it's difficult to go back to the career that we left um, because maybe we lost some of the kill skills. We're not um, so up to date. And um, in addition, we our schedules have to be flexible because we have to drop off the kids, pick up the kids. And then of course, you know, that is potentially a loss in career um, advancements. And again, it does affect our salary as well. Um, and we also see that when women are in that position, they have a higher, what we call economic vulnerability in the event that they're, you know, in, a, in the event of a divorce or they lose their spouse. Mm -hmm. So a lot of things to really take into consideration. Yes, um, so many things affect a women's earnings. Yes. And in fact, you know, the, let's show a quick example of what a Social Security a benefits would look like in comparison to maybe someone who 
has no gap in their um their their work right so this um, example on the screen here this is someone um so i in our organization we do what's called this um a social security analysis and this is a just a quick rundown of maybe someone working an average salary of 30 to fifty thousand dollars a year and so you can see that um when we say total benefit no gap that just means that that's someone maybe working for 35 years an average of 30 to fifty thousand dollars of earnings and this is what they can expect to get with their social security benefits um, they didn't take any breaks if they didn't take any breaks. So, you know, how Social Security works is that they would calculate 35 years of your earnings. And so um, what a lot of people don't realize that any gap, right, if you have any zero um, income in those 35 years, it really impacts your benefits. So you see the bottom example with gap. So, you know, this is an example of, let's say someone took off maybe five years to take care of their children, right? Because most women, maybe they'll take five to six years off because, you know, at that age, children are ready to go to school, right? That's kindergarten age. And so maybe they take a few years off there. And then maybe sometime in the future, they take another few years off to take care of family obligations. Or in this particular example, we actually ran someone um, not working during the pandemic years, you know, so maybe like two to three years off. And so you can see here, Shonda, that's a significant difference, right? So if you are claiming at age 62, we're looking at a over $400 difference um, in benefits. And so you know, that's already significant monthly, but when we look at the total lifetime income, you know, that's really what we want to look at. That is several hundreds of thousands of dollars, right? And what a lot of people don't realize is social security is that this is, you know, especially today, this is one of the incomes that actually is a lifetime income. And we actually should look at it as another retirement bucket because, you know, they people will look at, okay, how much do I have saved in my IRA or in my 401k? And they look at, you know, how much they've saved up. But if you really think about how, how many in your lifetime, how much income you would receive in social security, that's why we we say, especially for women, they have to make the right choice as far as when they're going to claim, because that can make a difference of several hundred thousand dollars, especially if they've have had a gap in their career. Um, and also, if they're married, even more so, they have to make, um, you know, the right claiming decision, because, you know, we talked about um divorce or loss of spouse that in the future, that also means loss of social security benefits. So you want to make sure that you're maxing out the most that you can get from, you know, the benefits that you're entitled to. Right. Maximizing the benefits and just going over, right. That's why there's registered social security analysts like yourselves that you're able to help people and, you know, not just women, but men as well, married couples to be able to see um, how they can maximize their benefits, right? So that they can get the most out of it versus um, not knowing and claiming and taking early. Yes, you're absolutely right, Shonda. And I think part of this is, you know, again, the education part and, and really having awareness that these are the situations that may we may come across, it's not, you know, um, just as simple as, okay, I wait till age 62 or my full retirement age um, to start claiming benefits. 
So a lot of things to really take into consideration and even more specifically for women. Mm -hmm. Yes, definitely. And I know that there's more, way more financial challenges that you wanted to go over. Yes. Yeah, so let's go ahead and look at the next slide. So here, let's talk about, you know, let's say women don't take off of um, for for um, for childcare or, you know, to take care of parents, right? Let's just assume that, you know, when there are other women who, you know, they're, they're working and they're working all of their, um, all their entire career. However, some of the disadvantages that we still see is that women are earning less. Okay. So if we look at the next slide, this is a great example of, you know, even um, they took a poll of what the median um, savings are mm -hmm. for men and women. And you can see it's a huge difference, right? So um, yeah, it's a huge difference. And it's all across generations. And so we know that the reason this is happening is because women earn less, even though last time we discussed that they're better educated, we hold, you know, more graduate and um, undergraduate degrees. Even so, we're still earning less. So that means that we have to save a lot more. We have to make an even greater effort to save into our nest egg, because as you can see, this is a median. Median means exactly half right, of women have this balance in their account at, in these generation, generations and exactly half have more than that. So, you know, it's um, pretty shocking, We, you know, the disparity between, um, and it's and it's consistent against, uh, you know, in all generations. Yeah. yeah. So this, <laughs> yeah, you can see, right? It doesn't matter their generation and we know exactly why. And so again, um, definitely a lot more uh, planning needs to be done uh, for women. And then, you know, not to mention last time we talked about how another challenge that we have is women live a lot longer. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, so I right now, if we look at the slide here, we can see that women live or actually i'm not sure if it's it's on the slide but on average women live at least five years or more right so can you imagine shonda when you're so again most people retire at age 65 right um or that's the quote-unquote retirement age right you know, for women it ha so if we're retiring at age 65 or so that means we have to plan for another 20 plus years and it's only expected that the life expectancy is going to continue to increase. So what if now we're talking about not only 20 years, but 30 years, maybe possibly even 40 years, right? Um, of financial resources that we have to make sure that we have. And so if you look at the slide, um, oh, and then, you know, we didn't, we, we um, let's touch up on this really briefly because um, on the previous slides, we talked about economic vulnerability, right? And so one of the things that we see is that as women age, their merit, marital status changes, especially um, over at age 65 and older. We see that um, men tend to stay married and women, you know, tend to, they either become widowed, divorced, or, you know, stay single. Mm. So, 
you know, we see that this can really impact someone's finances. Okay. And so if you look at, you know, the next slide, we can see just some statistics of how women are impacted by a divorce because, um, you know, you see here on the left side, it says 50% of custodial mothers pre-divorce income can be lost. 50%. That's huge. That's half of yeah. Right. Uh, which makes sense. Of course, you know, there's now only one income in, in the family. Um, and then which 29% now live in poverty after divorce, you know, so it can really impact a woman uh, and more so we're seeing now what they call gray divorces. Have you ever heard of gray divorces before Shonda? <laughs> um, yes, only because I was listening to your presentation about women um, a couple of days ago. So it's interesting, you know, they that actually was the first have, time I heard it was from you. So, yeah, they actually have a term for it. Right. So great divorces are, are women who divorce or, you know, people who get divorced that are age 50 and older. And mm -hmm. so as we can see here on the slide that um you know, they spouses that go through a great divorce, um, not only uh, they are more depressed, right, but they also experience um, their poverty, poverty rate, okay, for women specifically is nine times higher than, wow. you know, a married couple. Mm -hmm. And we're actually seeing this type of divorce on the rise. Um, and so, of course, you know, you go to the middle and we see that um, it's, just you you don't just visually you can see that a married household of course will have a lot more wealth than um you know uh, someone who is widowed yeah or end up in you know divorce so we can see that those are um you know it's just it happens right and so we just have to be aware of the financial impacts that um and challenges that you know that happen when you go through something like a divorce or you losing your spouse. Yeah. I mean, especially like you said, the great divorces, right. When it happens at a later age, um, a lot of times they, the, the woman is at the age of retirement or, um, you know, just other changes versus it happening in your twenties or thirties, right. Where you have your whole lifetime still ahead of you with your career. Yeah, that's a, you know, and that's really key right there with what you said, Shonda, because, you know, the great divorces, that's 50 and older, right? So um, that's pre-retirement or in retirement. And as we know, when in retirement, um, you know, or, or where we don't have the same income as when we we're working. And so you can really see um, why the poverty rate when someone gets divorced at that age um, is so significant because or divorce or even they lose their spouse at that age because we're already, you know, um, dealing with uh, most of the times uh, a reduced uh, a reduction in our income. And, and then a lot of times a reduction in other benefits as well, such as Social Security or even the fact that, you know, um, when it comes to planning and um, sometimes women will lose their spouse's pension also. So those are the things that, you know, we want people to really think about um, as they're, they're planning their finances, which, you know, a lot of times that, that planning really needs to happen now. You know, of course, we never, we hope that, you know, people 
um, stay married. However, we do know that divorce happens. Yes. <laughs> and also, we know that, you know, um, life is not always certain. We don't know when God will call us home. And so uh, financially, we see that it's, you know, it's a huge impact on people. Um, but more specifically for women, because we tend to live a lot longer. Yes. And if our income is reducing significantly, it doesn't stop other things from increasing, such as the cost of health care. Yeah. You know, let's let's talk about that one, because that's a huge one. And so I always say that, you know, um, I don't mind living a really long time as long as like I still I'm exactly how I am now, but you know, we know that that's not... <laughs> exactly. So, you know, we, well, we know that's just wishful thinking. And so a lot of times, you know, we're living longer today, yet we're not necessarily healthier. So some of the challenges that we're seeing again, you know, you see on this slide, we're going to, we briefly talked about it. We're going to expect to have need financial resources after retirement for another 20 or 30 years. Right. Mm -hmm. That's number one. The second one, which is the next slide, we see um, because we live longer. Now we see healthcare challenges. Right. right. So we really have to take into consideration um, healthcare expenses in the future, because, you know, like a lot of people think, OK, when I retire, I won't have a mortgage. My kids will be grown up. I'll have, I'll, you know, maybe my expenses won't be as high as maybe when I was working in or, or when the kids were younger or when I had a lot of liabilities like mortgage. However, um, what we don't think about sometimes and which is can be a huge variable is healthcare. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times we're seeing like on this slide, it says surviving spouse may have to cope with depleted savings. That's a huge one. You know, not again, something that we think about because um, so because women live longer now and a lot of times, um, you know, before our spouses pass, we're dealing with some um, health challenges or expenses that a lot of times can, you know, deplete the savings and their assets. And so, you know, what about us? What do we have in place as a plan? And um, we also see that women are likely to need um, they have a higher chance of needing long term care. And so you can see here the average, average cost of a nursing home is uh, in Hawaii is over $12,000, right? And this is just for a semi-private room. So you gotta be roommates. So maybe we can be roommates, Shonda, to save some money, <laughs> right? So, is a private room about double that? It, it's, it's a few thousand dollars more, but it really depends too, because you know- um, That is high. It is very high, like in Hawaii, right? We, we like to be number one in a lot of things and cost. <laughs> unfortunately yes. is uh, a lot of times you know up there and so us too <laughs> yeah and um you know and of course long-term care services can vary we mm -hmm. talked about that in other shows as well where it can range depending on the service but this that particular um amount is for a nursing home a semi-private nursing home so it can be um it may be less for long-term care other types of long-term care services, um, or it could be more if you need more, um, you know, skilled, you need to be in a skilled nursing facility. And um, again, this is today's dollars. Okay. So can you imagine, you know, um, 10 years from now, 
mm-hmm. 20 years from now, 30 years from now. So it will require a significant amount of financial resources. So what are some tips that you have for women? So we definitely want to give uh, women some action steps, right? Yes. So, you know, some of the things that, um, and, and, you know, really quickly before we get to that, um, another part that I just want to briefly touch on is estate planning. You know, this is really important, especially for women, because, um, again, because we live longer, a lot of times we have to be the fight. We have the last word for our, the final disposition of assets. So that falls into our, you know, our responsibility. Also, women um, are the 84 percent are custodial parent of custodial parents are women. So we need to make sure that if we have any minor children, that we take care of our estate planning as soon as possible. OK, because I think a lot of people think estate planning is if you have, you know, a lot of money or you're you're wealthy. However, really, every single person has an estate plan. If you have children, that means that you need to do your estate plan so you can assign your guardians to take care of your children. Um, if you have savings accounts, you have retirement accounts, you have own a home, especially you need estate planning. But for women, you know, we see that even more so um, estate planning needs to be done as soon as possible. And if we look at the next slide, um, some, you know, today we are seeing more and more um, women that are business owners. So they have to make sure that they have a succession plan, you know, because a lot of times, um, you know, people think estate planning is specifically it is distribution of asset, but there's it really encompasses everything financially. So if you're a business uh, owner, you want to make sure that you have your estate plan in place. And today, women uh, there are more women who who own professional uh, careers, like you know, doctors, lawyers, um, realtors, you know, and so they really need asset protection. Mm-hmm. Okay, and that's also part of estate planning too. And then. Um, at the next slide, you can see another more more blended families in the last decades. Yeah. And, um, you know, I'm part of a blended family um, and we're seeing this so common. Um, However, when it comes to financial and emotional issues for blended families is so much more complex. And so Mm -hmm. that's why, um, you know, again, women need more estate planning. And of course, because women today are uh, well, becoming more and more wealthier. Last show, we talked about how um, the great wealth transfer, women will inherit two generations of wealth, okay, over the next several years. So that's another reason why it's so important. Okay, and of course, action steps, right? So yes. uh, let's go over what we can do, okay? Because I always say there's there's hope. We start with <laughs> the hope first, right? Um, there's, you know, it's, it's to, for me, you know, what we talk about, Shonda, it's um, really great opportunities for women. We may have some of these challenges, but I think if we're always solutions to challenges, right? Always solutions to challenges. And it can really be an exciting opportunity for women, you know, so after awareness and education, and we want to encourage people to continue their education. So if you see the slide, some of the action steps that we recommend is number one, um, get financially educated. Right. So, you know, look, everything that we talked about today, you know, um, get 
continue to further your education in finance just in general, right? So we do offer financial workshops. You know, at the very end of the um, show, we'll put up our contact information so you can call Shonda or myself to um, get more information on these um, financial workshops that really discuss all the topics about finances. You know, um, start to build your financial foundation. This is so critical, right? We really need to take a holistic approach when it comes to our finances and especially women now that we know that these are some of the challenges that we may encounter, even more so, we need to have our financial foundation in place um, and a strategy. We have to have our personal financial strategy. And if you haven't yet, really sit down with someone to do your needs analysis. You know, th those are the things that we can provide for people. Because it could just mean that maybe they also need to increase their cash flow. Maybe they need to get out of debt um, or maybe, you know, um, they need to review their current assets, right? And continue to uh, work on accumulating their assets. Uh, retirement planning. I always think retirement pl planning should happen as early as possible, right? Um, <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> You know, with the, the information I have now, if I had it back then, I really would have started in the kindergarten. Yes. And, you know, honestly, that's why I always tell, you know, your daughter, Shayna, who is in her early 20s, I always say, you know, you're so lucky because you, you're financially educated, right? At her age, it's so critical for the information because it, it really starts as soon as possible. And the earlier, the better. Yeah, and I'm excited for her because I, I already see such a difference in her age and what her future is going to look like versus mine, um, getting the the information late. However, you know, this is for everyone because always the best time to start is now. Yes, yes, I agree. Now is the time. Uh, and then so, again, you know, if you haven't, um, maybe one of the things that we I definitely highly recommend is to do your analysis for Social Security because, you know, a lot of uh, everything else that we talked about, like retirement planning, building your financial foundation, accumulating your assets, you know, Social Security plays such a huge role in that. And so I highly encourage people to get their um, analysis completed because then you know, when you when you run through your analysis, you can see um, you have a better idea of, you know, how you're going to make decisions on everything else. Um, it, so it's so uh, compared to medical history or a dental history. Um, and that's how you're able to see what your dental health is like or what your medical health is like. Uh, we need to see what our financial health is like. And this is just like filling out like, again, a medical or dental history form to see where you're at and where you want to go, right? You can't diagnose somebody, someone without doing uh, a medical history and, and running tests and then, you know, prescribing something, right, for, for that particular problem. So it's the same thing. Absolutely. You're 100% right. Because, you know, the truth is, I know we talked a lot about, you know, the um, what women... Um, may experience. However, the truth is every single one of us have unique situations and it's always best to look into, to take that approach of, well, you know, let me look at my particular situation and see, you know, some of the areas that I may need to work on. And so that's why I always encourage to do your social security um, analysis because 
it's such it plays such a huge role and if it's one of the few things that we actually have as lifetime income you know especially today when most people don't have um, a pension anymore and so it's one of the few sources that we have that you know can continue to pay us uh, benefits for life yes i want to thank you again rianne for being on and if you want more information you can contact rianne directly and she can help you with financial education and going from zero to millions. So I want to thank you again, Rianne. Thank you everyone for watching and we will see you on the next episode. Mahalo. Thank you so much for watching Think Tech Hawaii. If you like what we do, please like us and click the subscribe button on YouTube and the follow button on Vimeo. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn, and donate to us at thinktechhawaii.com. Mahalo.